Lamb Brewing Company, Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Welcome again to Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers. This is the Thursday, June 2nd episode. Uh, my name is Walt Keys. Uh, sitting in the hosting seat uh, for, uh, I think, the second time, so bear with us today. Um, I am joined today by Director of Communications, Meredith Miles. I'll say it for Dan. Ahoy. There you go. Uh, Director of Brewing Operations, is that right? Yes. I know something like that. Chris Helderman. Hello. And we are joined today by a very special guest um, from the Columbus-based Pelotonia Organization, uh, Joe Apcar. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. President of Pelotonia, I should say. So, uh, esteemed guest. Esteemed. And today we are talking about One Goal Hazy Pale Ale, back for its second ride, I'll say. Oh, did there. Clip in for an exciting <laughs> episode. There we go. We got all my, two, two puns got in one sentence. That's well, good. Got all my cycling puns out of the way early. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and I, I'll pass it off to Chris, and he's going to run us through this, uh, spoiler alert, very crushable, very delicious beer. Yeah, so this is uh, One Goal, and that's it. For those of you who might remember One Goal, One Ride, that is not this beer. It's completely different. Um, so, yeah, buckle up for it, because this, this one's delicious. Um, how's it taste? Our three words are light, tropical, and refreshing. Um, it is a 4.6 uh, ABV. IBUs are 40, as you might know. I don't really uh, put much stock in that number. Um, but the hops we use in this are Mosaic, Azaka Cryo, and Columbus, or CTZ. Uh, we use our Swain Pilsner malt, wheat, white wheat, and flaked rice. The rice kind of thins this out a bit and makes it a lot more drinkable. And um, we used our Hornendal Thyle driver on this um, in this particular one, um, some of the tasting notes are pale, strong in color. It'll have a white, white foamy head. Um, you'll get generic candy fruit notes uh, and some, maybe some pineapple and maybe some cereal on the nose. And it, um, you get some hop sweetness, light bitterness, and the mouth feels very light. Um, so that's all the that's all the really fun stuff. Um, this is one of my favorite beers that we we make. This is probably number two. Number one has some fighting spots as far as what all that could be. But this is number two, 4.6%. Um, I can drink a, a, a few of these. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but um, I get a, a, a ton of grapefruit and those, uh, I don't know, like peach rings, sort of gummy, fruity candy out of it, and uh, just a little bit of a bread dough and, and cracker on the back end. Um, like I said, this is one of my favorite favorite beers we've ever done. I was super pumped about it last year when it came out and was very happy we got the opportunity to, to, to do it again. Um, a lot more crushable than the uh, One Goal, One Ride we used to do. Um, so I think this was a well-deserved change. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, I, I mean, with that, so the name one goal, obviously referencing Pelotonia, and um, this is, you know, there is a sort of, I guess, charitable aspect to this beer in that we're donating a dollar from every six-pack to Pelotonia's uh, mission and goal. And, Joe, we've got you here today to talk about that. And um, I guess start out, so, you know, if, if folks are listening, and um, I think most people in Columbus are probably familiar with Pelotonia, but if, if they're for, not... For our international... For our international our regional, audience. Regional, national, yeah. and international we listeners. Here, make sure... Yeah, that, that global audience. Yeah, if, 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 if someone's not familiar with, um, with, with your guys' goal and mission, um, fill us in. Tell us all about Pelotonia. Yeah, so Pelotonia was started in 2008. Uh, our first bike ride was 2009. And really the reason we were started was to put on a bike ride and try to raise as much money as possible for cancer research. Uh, we fund research at the James Cancer Hospital here uh, at Ohio State. And one of the things that makes Pelotonia unique is we were really founded on this principle of every dollar that the community raises goes directly to research. And so we're funded by a handful of corporate partners that fund our overhead costs, pay for the event, all that stuff. And every person in our community who's out asking their friends and family for their hard-earned dollars goes directly to research. It's an easy, it's an easy marketing tool, right, for them. And uh, we've been super, super lucky. I think the dynamics of Columbus have really helped with a lot of our success. But we'll cross $250 million raised this summer, um, which is an astonishing milestone. And... Uh, there's some pretty amazing work uh, and transformational impact happening with that money. Yeah, it's really amazing. Um, I've been involved in Pelotonia. This will be my 10th year. And it's one of those, um, again, it's a really easy story to tell. Um, unfortunately, the world we live in, pretty much anybody you know has been impacted by cancer in some way. So whether it's someone, you know, very close to you or just someone that you know, you know, it's it's really hard to find anybody who hasn't been impacted. Yeah. And so there's a, a really, um, unfort- unfortunately, easy way to connect with people and really to, um, you know, to talk about how amazing the research is that Peloton is funding and the opportunities. Um, one of my favorite stories that I tell people is at um, on my my previous employer at our on our Peloton um, we had um, a session with Pelotonia talking through some of the research and some of the opportunities to um, understand where the dollars go and what it's funding and uh, there was a guy who was in the room who was considering writing and he got up and he, he left he got a little emotional he came back and he said uh, the the um, drug that was funded through a trial through Pelotonia's fundraising is the drug that my dad is taking in his in his cancer trial wow. and that was one of those moments where it's just like there wasn't a dry high in the house, of yep. course, but that's the real life stuff. It's happening in our backyard. We are changing lives and saving lives, and it's just so impactful that I'm so excited that we can uh, be helping support it here with, with something as fun as a beer, since cancer isn't always the, the most fun topic. <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. We get to hear stories like that, it mm-hmm. seems like, every day, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, we do live in a world where... I have yet to meet a single person that didn't know someone who had had, had cancer. And um, it's just, it's, it's fun to live in Columbus and in the summer. I mean, the land-grant beer coming out for the last six years has become one of those things. It's like, all right, summer's here. Um, I was here last Friday, and, and you guys had it on draft. And I walked in and, you know, ordered a couple of them with some buddies. And uh, it's just it's exciting and, and we're so appreciative of land grant for doing this and uh, i i i really love this beer in particular so it's interesting to hear you say it's your second favorite beer i'd be curious 
what couple ones really uh, line up to be number one there for you? Well, I think one of the reasons a lot of us find this beer to be a, a top favorite is because not only, as Chris said, you know, 4.6 ABV gives you a lot of uh, latitude to consume, but then also <laughs> the fact that it's extremely flavorful, you know, especially for being a lighter ABV beer, which is sort of the best of both worlds. Um, whether you're a craft beer drinker or not, you know, it's very accessible and approachable, but it's also very refreshing. I think about, you know, you're out on your bike, hot day, hot day like today, 90 some degrees, but, uh, you know, you want to you crack one open and get a little bit of a, re- a quencher. This is certainly the one to do it. So good, good recovery beer. So you say it's accessible and it's quenchable is what you said I, you'd have to roll the tape would, I don't, would you I'm say sure. it is crushable and should, should, should we just you know that's get a great that question now? should we should we trigger it yeah how, um, how we'll, crushable we'll is it how crushable is it <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so, yeah. Is someone supposed to dance when the, you do that? Uh, or? <laughs> our our Listen, editor, what? Eric, has to dance while he edits <laughs> yeah. that portion of the podcast. But yeah, if it's, it's your first time listening, we rate each beer based on its crushability from one to six. Um, so basically, in theory, if you had a six-pack and you were crushing responsibly, you're at home or you've got arranged for a ride home or you've, you've just finished your ride and aren't about to go for a ride, um, you know, one through six, how many of these beers uh, could you conceivably enjoy? Um, in a session. So, you know, your big stouts and your Imperial IPAs are going to be a one, and your super easy drinking, crushable, hazy pale ales are going to be a six. So, with that said... (laughs) Totally. Not leading 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 anybody to a rating. Unrelated Um, to anything we just said. You know, let's go around the horn. I'll start and say it's a six. Meredith. I will also double that and say also a six. Well, double that. That'd be dangerous. Well, maybe... uh, I will also say six. Six, and no pressure here. So I will say six, and I will I will say speaking from experience. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. Six. laughs> ring the yeah. bell. Yeah, ring the bell. Ding, it's ding, a unanimous ding. six, and remember, always always crush responsibility, and especially if you're riding a bike. I mean, come on, let's be let's be safe out there. Yeah, go for your ride, then enjoy your delicious recovery beer. Um, but speaking of going for rides, I mean, uh, Pelotonia. I mean, it, first and foremost, it is a bike ride. And not a race. Not, a, not race. a race, but exactly. a ride. Exactly. And Important. so the most obvious way to get involved is to obviously ride. So I'd like to hear a little bit about that. But also, I mean, if someone isn't into cycling or is, you know, feels uh, nervous about riding that far or um, just doesn't feel up to that, I, there are a lot of ways to get involved with Peltonia that don't involve getting on a bike. And, and so I, I'd love to hear about that. And one of one of Chris sitting here is, is participating in that way. So Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the things I love about Pelotonia. It's not a ride. It, the only thing you're racing against is, is the, the sunset, I guess, um, to get in before dark. But so, you know, riding is, I think, the most uh, visible way that sort of our community sees people participating. So you can ride anywhere from 20 miles to 200 miles over two days. And um, really something in between for everybody it is a very approachable ride so 20 miles uh, with a little bit of training most people can do 57 miles is a really sort of challenging distance but doesn't put you out for a week on your couch uh, mm-hmm. afterwards um, 100 miles is a lot and it's uh, kudos to anyone that that bites off that but uh, there's a lot of people that do that and then the other aspects of Pelotonia which which I love is volunteering and then our challenger platform so we have 3,000 volunteers every year, 
And if you've ever ridden, you know that the volunteers make the experience what it is. And it, it would not be Pelotonia without the volunteers that we have. And we have an amazing group of lead volunteers. We have um, just corporate teams putting together huge groups of volunteers. It's, the volunteering really makes Pelotonia. And there's, some, there's a volunteer role. And there's a volunteer sort of time and day for everybody to choose from, uh, which makes it really awesome. And then the Challenger platform, which is something sort of we renamed our virtual riding platform during uh, the first year of the pandemic in 2020, called it the Challenger, which is something I really love and just um, love seeing the momentum that it that it's starting to get. And Chris, I know you're a Challenger this year, and yes, I um, am. It's just fun to see how people sort of use the platform to raise money. What we realized during COVID was we took the bike right away. COVID took the bike right away. And we still had a community that raised almost $11 million. And it was just, the bike ride was a tool for people to, to email their friends and family and say, I'm doing this crazy thing. I'm riding 57 miles. And in support, will you donate to my ride? And we took that away. And to see what people came up with was amazing and and I know you've got something pretty cool you're doing this summer. Yeah, so um, I uh, I don't feel as though a the bike ride on my single speed bike uh, would be a very uh, very good for me or my knees or my bicycle. Um, and I'm I, I don't train that much or anything like that. So um, I decided to uh, be a challenger, and I am. Um, Doing, I'm uh, having my daughter in my hiking uh, hiking bag. Uh, it's a specially designed bag for toddlers. Not, I'm not just throwing <laughs> just her in throw a backpack. Her, throw her in your knapsack. Not, not a backpack. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I'm hiking with her throughout the summer. Um, 50 miles was my first goal, and then I kind of threw on my on my page there that uh, if I, whenever I meet that goal, uh, I'll come up with a new goal and I'll go for that. So. Um, I'm going camping and hiking a, a fair amount this summer, and um, so I thought that would be a, a pretty cool thing. I can push myself a little bit and do a, a little bit longer hike maybe, uh, a little bit uh, more hikes when I'm not camping, things like that. Um, and then it could be fun. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I'm not going to get a ton of engagement from my from my profile, but uh, it, you know, when I do finish that one, I, I will find something else to do, and uh, I am looking for, for suggestions, so... There you go. If you can throw suggestions yeah, my way. Yeah, he needs a question from a listener. Let's get suggestions for Chris's <laughs> Chris. on your challenger profile. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we're, we're a good group to sort of show the, the mm-hmm. diversity of ways of getting involved. Because um, I'm, I'm going to be riding this year in Meredith. You're you're getting involved with volunteering and yeah. have for years. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as Joe said, this event is so volunteer driven with with the quantity and the, the scale and scope of the event like you i mean your staff is people would be blown away to know how small the pelotonia staff is and how much they accomplish how, how much they accomplish but from a volunteer perspective um when i first originally got involved it was kind of one of those you know utility player put me where you need me happy to help um i think anybody who's ever volunteered kind of understands it fills up your cup like in just in a different way and then to be out there and see you know the riders riding and pushing themselves and you see all of their fans some of the signs that you see of essentially you know you saved my wife's life or things like that it's just it there is there is no experience i've ever had in my entire life like a pelotonia weekend from both an emotional standpoint as well as just a fulfilling and motivating standpoint so the opportunity to stay involved was great, um, you know, year over year being a volunteer and then kind of raised my hand to see if there was something more I could do. 
and the opportunity to be a lead volunteer. So many of the lead volunteers come back year after year. There's not always an opportunity it's, to get it's in a, there. It's a, strong, it's a really strong <laughs> contingent. And yeah. uh, I, I, I kind of lucked out. Someone had a conflict, and so I sort of stepped in and um, essentially have kind of now functioned as a recurring utility lead volunteer, put me where you need me kind of thing. So um, it's really great because I love being able to you know, help the event run, but at the same time also just engage with the volunteers and learn why they're volunteering and what their story is and kind of their motivation for participating because you just connect on a different level um, and you all get to experience that same thing, you know, with the riders, with the volunteers, and obviously with the spectators and supporters as well. It's it's unmatched in my book. There you go. And then, Walt, you're, as yeah. you mentioned, about to embark I'm, I'm on at, your first Pelotonia ride. Yeah, I'm riding the 57-mile ride this year. Um, I would say to anyone if they're on the on the fence about it to not be too intimidated. It sounds like a lot of miles, but I, like a lot of people, um, picked up cycling during COVID, pandemic, bought a bike as a way to get out of the house, get a little peace and quiet away from two kids every now and then. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you'd be amazed how, like, I, I went from riding, you know, 5, 10 miles to riding 20, 30, 40 miles really quickly. And, you know, so if... 57 sounds like too much, you know, the, the, it's not 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, the 20 mile ride, um, is certainly pretty approachable, I would think for, for most folks. And I'm, I'm by no means, I'm not like a marathon runner by any stretch of the imagination. So if I can do it, I think anyone can do it. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, I've had friends that have ridden it for years and, you know, they've always talked it up. So I think this year. Um, really excited to get out and get involved with the actual ride itself. Um, and, yeah, so, but, yeah, it's coming up quick. Gotta, yeah, and that's what's been exciting. Train. This is actually Land Grant's first Peloton. Yeah, so first time for, as an organized for, team. For being involved for as long as you guys have, I think One Goal, One Ride was brewed in, what, 2015? Mm-hmm. First time since it's been something that's essentially since the origin story of Land Grant has yeah. been some level of involvement with Pelotonia, so to be doing it kind of on a more formalized group effort and, Kind of, kind of getting our bearings, and mm-hmm. Walt's working on a cool jersey for us, and everything mm-hmm. like that. So we're yeah. really excited. Yeah, yeah it's, it's. it's um, I mean, Land Grant has also been just a destination for people to have fundraisers over the mm-hmm. years, and you guys have been so inc- incredibly welcoming to our community and, and supportive. And it'd be interesting to see. It'd probably be impossible to to figure it out, but it'd be interesting to see the amount of money that's been raised mm-hmm. because you've let people have fundraisers here and sure. i bet you it's in the tens of thousands of dollars which is pretty incredible and pretty impactful so while you haven't had a team every year but and this is your first year having a team you guys have made a really big impact yeah and we're neighbors now too which is extra fun because we are neighbors you guys can just pop over yeah. here have a, have a you know a team meeting uh-huh. in the tap room <laughs> we've seen a couple of those already so yeah, yeah. We've with been one goal here. on tap now i mean yeah we're a great place for team yeah. meetings we got wi-fi it's true we got mm-hmm. wi-fi but um all right so People that listen to this podcast, they like to drink beer. They like to have a fun time. And uh, we've talked about raising money. We've talked about the, the ride itself. But I feel like a big draw for folks to get out and get involved is just the, the atmosphere and of you know the ride day and the um, post-ride party and all that fun stuff and opening ceremonies. If, if you could talk a little bit about just sort of like you know, the, all the incredible stuff that goes on around the race, or yeah. not the race, the ride. The so. ride, the ride, the <laughs> ride. Yeah, so uh, Friday, uh, August 5th this year, but, you know, we start every ride weekend off with a huge opening ceremony on Friday. This year it'll be back to what it used to be sort of from 2014 to 2019, McPherson Commons and North Bank Park down uh, down on the river. 
in the arena district. Festival-like atmosphere. Generally, we get to between 10 and 12,000 people that are walking through there during the afternoon. Opens at 3. There's music. Uh, there's beer. There's food. There's an expo. People are picking up their, their gift bags. They're dropping off their bike. They're getting you know ready for, for the next day of riding. Usually do a program that evening that um, is really impactful, and we try to share stories of people in our community that have been directly impacted um, by the research that have had cancer, that have a, a really powerful story, and sort of get to geared up for for the ride the next morning. Um, and then Saturday is a it's an early wake up call, and it the, it's just buzzing, it's just buzzing downtown, and it is so fun to just. It's usually kind of a cool morning. The, the weather, you know, knock on wood, has always been pretty decent. And, uh, you know, we watch thousands and thousands of riders sort of leave the chute and sort of start their journey to their finish line. And um, along the way, you see literally thousands of people holding those signs and um, thanking you for riding. And, you know, you feel like you should be thanking them for standing out there all day and, uh, and clapping, but they're the ones thanking you. And it's just... It's a powerful experience. I, you know, I rode for the first time in 2011. Uh, it was my first ride, and I was 24 years old. I had just had cancer myself, and it was the most powerful experience in my entire life uh, to see someone holding a sign saying, "You know, you saved my life," because um, that's how I felt in a lot of ways, and and so that stuck with me. And I ended up quitting a job. Uh, that, that I loved, but I, I quit a job at another organization to come work at Pelotonia six years ago because the mission was that important to me. My wife and I have been uh, some of those people holding signs and cheering people on. We actually can walk through, uh, you guys ride through Pickerington. We used to, uh, used to ride through Pickerington. A couple yeah. times anyway. Yep. And so we, uh, we, we would just go down the, the road there and uh, wave at the riders yeah. and stuff. And that Pickerington was, was, was always awesome. a fun time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's what I always think is so interesting is it doesn't even matter what part of the route going through all these different areas, you know, the sort of notorious Granville, you know, ride. And so, like, there's just people come out in droves and it's it's they make a day of it or even a couple days of it. And it's just something that is so powerful. And again, that the the reach that cancer has is sort of matched by the reach that Pelotonia has, which is really cool um, to really see people come out and have that kind of mutually beneficial experience where the the riders are loving the the supporters and the supporters are loving the volunteers and it's just this sort of like big um, motivating love fest and there's nothing like quite like it so i'm very excited for you guys to have your experience yeah it's gonna be great well i think we pitched it pretty well so how if uh if someone's listening to this podcast or hears about pelotonia any other way how do they get involved what do they do so a lot of ways to get involved ride volunteer register as a challenger donate to a friend or family member that's 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 riding or, or raising money, um, and come out and support and come out and cheer. Um, you know, I think uh, the idea of just getting out on Saturday morning, throwing up a sign and clapping for people—you'll um, see it, you'll experience it this year. But there there will be points in the ride where you need that little boost, that little <laughs> motivation, and. Uh, there will there'll be a 10-year-old kid holding a sign, um, you know, on the side of the road, and that's what you need for the next five miles. And um, I think, you know, sort of possibilities are endless to get involved. We are we welcome anyone and everyone uh, to the movement. And, and like I said, so ride, volunteer, become a challenger, fundraise, donate, have a bake sale, or just come out and clap. Buy some one goal. Buy some one goal <laughs> beer. 
and all yeah. that, all the info on getting involved in any of those ways is at Pelotonia.org. Yep, www.pelotonia.org. Yeah. yeah, so go to Pelotonia.org and sign up, get, get involved. involved. Yeah, there you go. Um, cool. Anything we missed? I mean, I could go on for hours, but no one, no one's <laughs> logged in for that. So, uh, no, I think we, I think we're pretty good. Well, you want to give us the rundown of some stuff that's going on here? I know we just came off of uh, Jenny's Strawberry Jam, which we did. was quite a bit of fun. Uh, yeah. but there's always think, something going on here. I think maybe next year someone could challenge that I will. You'll work t- 15 hours a day of <laughs> Jenny's Strawberry Jam and not sit down more than once and uh, see how your I'd, lower I'd, back feels. I donate um, to that m- 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 Monday morning. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we got a lot going on, as always. I'll, I'll try and make it quick. Uh, tonight is, tonight being Thursday, um, we have our music series. We have that every Thursday. Uh, we got, <laughs> I don't know how to say this band name, but I'm going to give it a go. So I'm sorry to the band if I say it wrong, but Trio Fatu. Fatu, I Fatu? think sounds good. Right, I don't well, know. We're going to go with it. It works. That's close <laughs> enough, and they're playing at 6 um, so come down, check them out. Uh, live music every Thursday and Sunday down here uh, through the summer. Uh, Friday, we're hosting the Poser premiere after party. So Poser being the movie that was uh, filmed and produced here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, we did a beer for them for our Franklin's on Friday uh, month. Yeah, last May, month. Yeah. Um, but that is premiering, and we are hosting the after party. So DJ Fox Smolder will be DJing 10 to 1 a.m. Friday, tomorrow. So come to that. Uh, Saturday, free tour, as always, at 3 o'clock. Um, Sunday, we've got a family day going down. So if you came down to Strawberry Jam and had a good time, um, we're kind of doing a similar, if not as big of a thing, uh, yep. this Sunday. Uh, the Allens will be here doing uh, Tableside Magic and Balloon Twisting um, from noon to 3. And our Sunday music market goes on as well. Uh, Ghost Possessions here. Uh, a good friend of Land Grant, Kayla Chandler. Uh, and she curated the uh, shops for this uh, month's uh, or this week's um, market uh, style, B- style by TK is here Hot Mama Vintage and Seal uh, and then live music from Parker Lewis who's awesome and has played here many times and he just put out a new record so come down and check that out I should also note that there is a U.S. Men's National Team vers- uh, match versus Uruguay at 5 that day so we're oh, going to have go. um, AO Columbus will be down here so cheering, a, cheering them on as well that's so a packed that Sunday. is a big old Sunday Pack Sunday, and as always, Ray Rays is here Thursday through Sunday, and our newest uh, sort of feature truck, uh, Mikey's Late Night Slice, is here Thursday through Monday. So, yeah. Uh, Monday, Cameron Vines documentary, Path of an Underdog, is premiering here at 7.30 out in the Beer Garden, uh, and our Cornhole League is kicking off, and Mikey's Late Night Slice is here. So, good reason to come out on Monday. Tuesday is, as always, Pop Culture Trivia, hosted this week by Zach Henkel. Or was that last week? That was last week. Never mind. Travis is back, (laughs) unfortunately for y'all. Travis has returned from New Orleans to host Trivia yet again. (laughs) Um, That's 6 to 8. And then followed by a movie that is very fast and very angry. We can't say the name of the movies, but you can probably figure it out. Um, The the quick and the angry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, is Clint Eastwood in that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not that one. Oh. <laughs> you might be in one of the many of them. I don't know. I was there too anybody who's 11 newer? Of them? 
to who's newer to this podcast, we traditionally can't say the names of the movies that we're showing due to the umbrella licensing. It makes so, me so furious that we can't say the names of these movies. Yeah, it, you know, if you say it really fast, it, it, it still doesn't matter. Yeah, we said I'm it. I'm so. sure I do get furious so fast. <laughs> yeah. It's not so angry. But you can always call three one three LG Movie. We have an old school movie phone hotline uh, if you want to hear what the latest movie is. Because if you inquire, we're allowed to tell you. So, 313 LG yeah. Movie, call it up. Yeah, or you just come on down here and watch the movie, whatever it may be. And Tortilla Tru- Street Food is here every Tuesday as well. Wednesday, uh, we have a special guest food truck, Southern Fried Vegan, will be here 5 to 9. They are on a national tour. So, I don't know. Check them out. Yeah. Might be your only chance. Um, well, unless they tour yeah. back through here again. I don't it's know. true. Or you follow them. Or you follow them. You're just a groupie. Yeah, like the Grateful Dead. Just follow Southern v- Fried Vegan on down the road. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Unless anyone has anything to add, Joe, do you have anything to add? No, I would just say thank you. Um, I mean, this beer is awesome. I will tell you, uh, I rode with a group last year. I rode the 57, which was labeled as the 50, unfortunately. Yes, Some people were a little upset, but I, I rode the 57 actually with a team from a place in Tennessee called Blackberry Farm. Oh yeah, uh, and they and so I rode with the Brewers, a Blackberry cool. Farm, and we cool. finished. Uh, we went over and we got one of these beers, um, and I was so curious what. Like their reaction would be, they're like, oh, local beer. What is this? We all took a sip. Post fifty-seven miles, this was was exactly what everyone needed and wanted at that time. Um, this was a super popular addition to the experience last year, and I think you guys being local, you guys being so charitable and just community focused, and seeing this as part of the ride weekend experience was huge. And so we're so appreciative of your support, uh, of the support of all your listeners and and patrons. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to Blackberry Farm. I believe Adam has been down there and enjoyed himself, but I could be wrong. Um, Anyway, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Next week we'll be talking about Ruby, which is a grapefruit IPA we got coming out. Um, But, yeah, until then, if we see you down here at uh, 424 West Town Street, be sure to tip your bartenders and uh, get out there to pelotonia.org and get involved and uh, or at least start making a sign to get out there and cheer on all the, the good folks riding in the ride. Yeah. That's right. a plan. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for having me. Bye.